Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello, and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is the lovely and talented Mr. Pat. Hey, everybody. How are you? Good morning, Patrick. How are you? How are you? On this very brisk, very chilly morning. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Can't have to change take, the weather, though. No, I'm gonna have to take the dog out after this, and he's not looks. He turns back and looks at me like, seriously, this is where <laughs> we're supposed to go out. I don't know about this. this Doesn't he this, have a little sweater that you put on him? Yeah, but he's still like the wind is. He looks at me like, you know, that thing whistles across your backside when you're, you know, that little. He's, he's, oh, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Fair enough. <laughs> you know what? You go poop in the yard. Tell me how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got a point. You got a point. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think that's a. First off, don't like tell the neighbors. Don't look. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> I'm a, conducting a scientific experiment in the back. You probably want to avert your eyes. Yeah, might look over the other way. <laughs> yeah, just just middle. So, all right. Today we talk about Ultraman Z, and it is episode was it 20, 19. 20? 19. 19. Yes. Come on, episodes. Everything looked good. The last hero. Yes, you're not wrong. Yes. Uh, sorry, I write these things down. That's why. You I'm... should. You should. <laughs> um, 10 uh, was broadcast on Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. 2020. Uh, Takanori Sujimoto was our director, and Toshizo Nimoto is our screenwriter. Um, the sky has shattered like glass. The from the alternate dimension on the other side, a terrible monster, Baraba, appears. Uh, as Ultraman Z and the others struggle in the face of Baraba's persistent attacks, Ultraman Ace rushes to the scene for help. What is the surprising relationship between Z and Ace? Okay. Right. Yeah. It's a bit long for a uh, reader's for a synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. TV guide synopsis, but all right, we'll take it. Yeah. By the way, when you saw the monster's name, were you like, Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> The first, no, time I, 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 first time I watched it, I'm like, Barbara? I'm no, like, the oh. first Mrs. Rooney was a Barbara, so I was po- quite positive it was not a Barbara. <laughs> I was like, Barbara? That's okay, sure. That's a sure, screenwriter sure, getting sure. some aggression out, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that I that I bought. Yeah, he knew someone named Barbara, and he was going to use her as a Yeah, monster. that's oh, what I it was. Do. It was like, yeah, some guy like... <laughs> Hey, so uh, I've got my, this is the monster that's going to, that's like naming Thanos uh, Patricia. You know, you're just like, (laughs) this is Patricia. Really? Not a, now trust me. All right. Trust me, it's Patricia. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Okay, then. So a heat signature is detected by storage directly over Tokyo. Soon afterwards, the source of that heat signature is made clear. It's Bemstar. Yeah. Everybody's favorite weird pentagonal chicken monster. It was a little odd, but I did like how he sucked in that gas tank. I thought yeah. that was cool before the intro started. Yeah, Bemstar is a pretty is a pretty neat monster, and I, I and I like Bemstar in spite of his design, not because of it. Okay. He's go, he's goony looking. <laughs> Let's be honest. He's he's built like a pentagram. Got little yeah. claw hands. He's got these weird sort of long pubes in the front yeah, of him too. A little odd. A little yeah. odd. And he's got like a beak and whatnot. And I thought, you know, because he's been in the theme, he's been in the opening theme since the beginning. Right. I was like, oh, this will finally be that spot where they actually use him. Yeah. No, apparently not. 
Um, well, they did use him, just not for the full yeah, episode. Well, spoilers, yes. Um, <laughs> so he lands in an oil refinery, eats, starts eating the fuel, and uh, is soon confronted by King Joe's storage and Wyndham. Yeah, the, the three giants begin to fight. Bemstar manages to knock King Joe down and then use his gorge to trap Wyndham's arm, forcing Haruki to transform into Ultraman. But, now, is that something that he's supposed to be able to do? Because I don't think we've ever seen a monster that just takes the arm and says, Oh, sure, we have. Use that. Yeah, we've okay. seen Bemstar swallow stuff before. Know. That's the whole. In fact, the whole point of. Well, where is. No, Bemstar eats. Bemstar eats stuff all the time. Okay. I can't think okay. of the last time we. I, I, he was in. I'm pretty. Well, we'll know in the monster minute. Yeah, um, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but as the host gazes upon the metals used to transform, the, he notices that Ace's metal is flashing. Unsure of what to do, Haruki hesitates uh, on the, the transformation. So Bemstar notices something's happening in the sky, and soon Yoko does, after getting King Joe back onto his feet. The sky right. is cracked, pieces fall away, revealing a red background. Everybody at Storage HQ also sees it, and Bemstar is overcome by fear and releases Wyndham's arm from his stomach and and buggers off to safety very yeah. quickly. It's like, um, I don't like how this looks, so I'm going to go over here. You guys yeah. take care of that. Please. Yeah, I know what's happening, and I know what uh, <laughs> should not happen. I know what's coming. See you later. Yeah, so, uh, you guys Haruki's, go bugger off somewhere else. That's right. Haruki still uh, is looking at the metal, and it still glows very, very brightly. Meanwhile, back at the headquarters, Yuko theorizes that the crack in the sky is a portal to another dimension and notes that it is not fully opened. So whatever scared Bemstar off will surely emerge from the portal when it's complete. Of course. Yeah, as things do. Uh, with storage on standby to counter this new threat, King Joe and Wyndham are deployed to the streets of Tokyo, much to the fascination of its citizens. Now which that is I a thought... great, great set. Oh, like that set was piece. great. I don't know how they did it. I don't want to know how they did it. Yeah. I thought it looked awesome. And, just, I mean, and we'll get to another part where it was even more awesome. Right. I think it was, was awesome. it was just digital compositioning. It wasn't anything. Oh, it wasn't anything super crazy. Okay. Yeah. I guess yeah, I don't we'll think, you know, nobody, they, they certainly didn't build anything that big. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't have gotten that far. No, I wouldn't have gotten that far. No. But I thought it was quite, quite well done. It's like, hey, there's only one episode of the show this year, but boy, wait till you see what we did. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, um, the Haruki is then uh, contacted by Zet, who explains that he is sure the crack is Yapul's doing. Therefore, he informs Haruki of Yapul's first attempt at conquering the universe with his terrible monsters, and how this plan was foiled by Ultraman Ace, the fifth Ultra Warrior of the Ultra Brothers. Right. And that... Um, Zet owes Ace a personal debt for something. When Haruki asks why Ace's metal is flashing, uh, Zet explains it's possible that the metal had detected ter a terrible monster approaching Earth. And uh, Zet hasn't fought a terrible monster before, but he's sure that with his strength and Haruki's combined, they can't lose. Of course. Of course. Spoiler. Nah. Um, <laughs> Haruki leaves the inner space just as energy levels from the portal begin to spike, and it is fully opened. Deployed from the portal is the massive hitman, terrible monster, Baraba. Yes. He has arrived, and without a second thought, the monster immediately goes on the offensive, firing a jet of flame at a highway overpass in front of him, triggering Which a Which is cool. Holy moly. <laughs> like, 
they've got a real vendetta on cars in this series you know what i'm not gonna complain i like the explosions i like the damage oh yeah (laughs) i'm sorry we're keeping you awake (laughs) a little bit oh boy sorry guys uh it's all right um i've not been sleeping great lately uh uh let's see um sure uh, massive explosion destroys countless vehicles. Yada yada yada. King right. and Wyndham confront Baraba, but Haruki is caught off guard when the monster turns towards him and begins repeating Ace's name. Right, so, I mean, because yeah, somehow he realizes that Ace is inside Wyndham. Somehow. Right. Yeah, that's where the science spell has to come in. Sure. <laughs> sure, if you say so, that's fine. Um, and. Uh, Barava, he knocks King Joe out of the way. Barava throws Wyndham to the ground and begins uh, smashing into him with his mace and his hook claw, exclaiming, I found you, Ace. Die, die. Haruki right. decides that this is the time. Uh, let, let's uh, let's uh, transform at this point. Yeah, um, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. King Joe attempts to get Barava off Wyndham by firing its Padanian guided missiles, uh, but Barava opens a portal to lose those projectiles, then launches a blast of heat energy from the portal to knock King Joe back to the ground. Well, what happened was the the missiles that King Joe sent, the portal absorbed them and then resent them right back to King Joe. Is what I thought happened. No, it was dipped. It was if you watch it, it's a different energy kind of thing coming out. Oh, it's okay. not the missiles. Right. Yeah, um, right, I'll take it then. And uh, Yoko is unconscious inside the falling King Joe, um, and Wyndham is critically damaged. That's when Haruki transforms into Delta Rise Claw. Blasting Baraba off his feet with a shot of belly rocks eye beam. Yes. Yes. After stating that he will defeat Baraba in Ace's stead, Zet takes up a fighting stance, but Baraba knocks belly rock out of his hand by firing his sword from the, the top of his head. Very weird. I did like the sword out of the top of the head kind of deal. I mean, it was a weird sword. I'll give it yeah. that. But I yeah. did like that concept. Yeah. I mean, look, it's no weirder than the ultras using their fin as the uh you know as like a throwing a throwing blade right and we're gonna get to using the fin even more interestingly very shortly yeah yeah um so he he knocks belly rock out of zet's hand and it lodges into a building but before zet can reach it finds his arm tangled in baraba's uh grappling hook and chain is pulled away from him putting him in range of Baraba for a wicked arm ram that sends him plummeting to the ground. Of course. Ooh, I just knocked my headphones off because I was putting on a sweater. Um, Are you cold? I am freezing. Uh, it is not warm out there. I'll give it no, that. No, I don't have... Well, we didn't. Have, we don't usually have the heat on too much at night because... Uh, oh, I got gotcha. you. It, it gets too hot upstairs. You get, uh, get yeah, a lot of yeah. dry mouth and dry face and all that stuff. And it's, You uh, don't want that. Doesn't Understood. help. Understood. So I just I just put on a cardigan. So <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um uh so as a tree so they started fighting, and there's a trio of excited citizens at the bottom attempting to get a selfie. Of course. <laughs> Which I'm I'm just gonna be silly here and say, you know what? You see monsters fighting. Maybe that might not be the right time for a selfie, but yeah. I'm just thinking out loud. Hey, but you know what? When, if not, then when? I mean, like, I you're never going to get the chance to. You know, you, you're never going to get the chance to see it. You know, like that's true. Hey, I this guess is as close as we're going to get. Hey, you know what? Those as close as you cars, want to get. Yeah, those people in those cars got a little too close too. Smart guy. So. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I did. That was played out very well. Yes. Yes, I did like it. I Lots did, of, like it. did you see they passed the shop that had a bunch of surfboards in front of it? Like I saw. Who's and surfing? Now, again, with the miniatures that they're using. Well, I mean, in you got to figure in Japan, it's an island or multiple islands, so they do surf. You got to figure that part. That I was good with. Yeah. But to get all of the different shops in the shot, you got to figure they're paying a little bit anyway. May not be a lot, but they're paying something just to be able to use the shop storefront. I don't know if any of those are actual shops. Those are all miniatures. Oh, they, you think they're all? Well, then I'm even they're, more impressed. Oh, they're 100 okay. percent all miniatures. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, do, okay? I don't believe you have to pay someone to have their storefront because their storefront is, well, at least here, I think it's uh, your storefront is domain public. Well, public, it's in public view. Like I got you, you can't, okay. you can't film inside, um, and you'd probably get chased away if you were filming in front of the sidewalk, and it had like you're filming some sort of thing where. Uh, a heroin deal is going down and it's in front of uh, Jim's toy shop. I got shop in front of your shop, sure. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Jim's going to be like, hey, come on. I, <laughs> I want to sell stuff to kids and not this. So Yeah, I, I can't have that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Fair enough. So um, he, he, uh, Zet knocks out a, a Delta Cross shot before... Uh, hello? Before, uh, hello? Okay, go ahead. You you blanked out for a second. It happens. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, before Zet can, uh, where I lost it here. So the citizens try to take a snap photograph, and um, Zed is unable to get to his feet and has to knock Baraba down with his uh, Delta cross shot before he can do so. Uh, he attempts to fire a Zestian beam, but Baraba pulls the same tactic he did with King Joe with the energy portal and then firing a beam back through the aperture. With Zet temporarily right. knocked down and against the building. Great shot, by the way. Um, very, very, very cool. Yeah. Um, a missile shot from Baraba's face hobbles the hero. <laughs> That's my favorite. Shoots a missile from the middle of his face. Absolutely. I Don't you to- have a... <laughs> Well, snot rockets, yeah, but that's different. <laughs> well, um, no, not really. Not really. <laughs> I would like to see, you know, sometimes you see, like, cutouts of, like, monster anatomy where they, like, yeah. they show you, like, this is the this is the organ that makes the fire, and this is the organ that, you know, da, 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 da. I understand. And I, I understand. would like to see the, the logistical nightmare of how they made it. <laughs> <laughs> how they built a Pez-like missile rack into this monster's monster. head. Sure, right? sure. <laughs> oh. So, uh, as Zet was unable to maintain his Delta Rise claw form, Belly Rock vanishes. Yoko awakens to see Baraba attempt to execute Ace, firing his sword high into the air and then commanding it to come straight down into his chest. In the nick of time, a purple energy blade knocks the sword off the mark, instructing Zet not to give up. Ace was here at last, having used his circular guillotine to move the weapon out of the way. Yes. Uh, the energy from Haruki's ace metal had helped guide him to Earth. And, of course, he arrives in the nick of time. Um, as Ace explains that the normal monsters lower their guard briefly when in pain, he follows by stating that terrible monsters don't have this limitation, allowing okay. them to fight for much longer. Um, so, see, now that's this explains why Ace is so astoundingly violent to monsters <laughs> in his own series, because they don't feel pain. So okay. It can't be cruel to just cut them in half. 
No. They don't, they, they don't even feel it. <laughs> oh, Either God, lights no. on or lights off. Um, yeah, exactly. Good Lord. Yeah. So uh, Ace battles with uh, Baraba with every extent of his abilities, which was pretty great. Before getting in range to use the Metallion Beam to briefly dazzle him after getting into a beam lock with the terrible monster. Ace summons his Ace Blade and insists yes. that Zet fight on with some renewed energy. Zet agrees, and Haruki does as well. Uh, Zet takes on Beta Smash. He brings his own weapon, the, Z -Lance, the Zet Lance Arrow. Uh, with Baraba now confronted by two Ultras at close range, he fights them in a melee Blocking the Ace Blade and Zet Lance Arrow pretty effectively. And very, very. And the, the part I did like is in this battle, they constantly had, it looked like it was basically on a turntable. Yeah, I thought that looked a little cheap. I thought it looked interesting as hell. I, I mean, it I, was. I, I think that the buildings did not lack, they lack a lot of definition. See, I, I let that slide just yeah. because of the way I thought they, they built it on either a turntable or they had the oh that's all cg dude that's all that's cg all cg that whole sequence uh, was cg oh, that whole Lord. sequence was cg you see i give it. them way more credit just because i expect it to be practical effects most of the time no i mean something like that you can't do practically because it's just it's uh it's just uh logistically a nightmare to do something like that um, I mean, okay. it was cool. You saw you saw um, buildings getting sliced and this and that. It was it was neat, but I did think it looked a little cheap, and it kind of took me out of it. Very much like okay, very very much like the end fight at Black Panther, um, where they oh, fought oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. the maglev trains were. And I'm watching yes, it going, yes. okay, Marvel, this looks yes. cheap. This looks CG. That's the whole sequence. Give you that. I feel like I'm watching somebody play Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only beef with that movie. Other than that one part, it was an excellent movie. But yeah, yeah I, I gave but you yeah, that that's my big part. that's my big beef. Um, Fair enough. So uh Ace and Zet then take to the air. Baraba uses his sword in combination with eye beams, and the two ultras counter with hit and run uses of arrow beams, timer shots, and the beta laser. Zed is eventually knocked to the ground by a barrage of missiles, but manages to get on his feet again, remarking on Baraba's resilience. Ace tells Zed to focus his energy on the ultra holes in his crest. Right. Okay. And this, okay. I did not know that that was a thing until now. No, I, I agree with you. I did not know that was a thing either, but uh, who knew? Um, <laughs> well, you got to figure the people that have actually watched Ace, of which we're not those people, Right. Would know. I'll give you that, sure. As far as we know. Yeah. As far as we know, sure. <laughs> um so um he uh they uh they uh focus the energy on the ultra holes of the crest and they block Barabba's energy with the ultra neo barrier. Of While course. blocking the beam, Ace then addresses Yapul directly, recounting a time when the mastermind once said that the victors of of a fight must live on bearing the malice of those who have fallen. Ace counters this statement by replying, the Ultras will fight on until the day this universe is at peace. Um, with Ace now having stalled Baraba's energy for long enough for Zet to transfer the energy he needs, Ace uses his stop ring to trap Baraba, which was yes. pretty great. Yeah, I thought that was a kind of a cool concept 
I did again one of those I didn't know they could do that yeah. until they do. Script magic. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah. Then Ace uh then uh commands Zet to use his new ability, the space Zet. Ace then summons his space Q technique and sends it to disease to Zet's crest. With energies pulsing through his body, Zet hurls the space Zet or the space Z at Baraba simultaneously bisecting him and causing his eyes to burst out of their sockets. In his dying breath, he exclaims that Yapu may die, but his terrible monster shall live on. Uh, um, of course. Of course, uh, we of got course. two bisected halves that fall on the ground, leaving the terrible monster sword behind um, in a big old explosion. <laughs> As the two ultras look at the I mean, Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I thought you were basically wrapping it up, but go ahead. No, there's a little more. Uh, the, the Ultras look at the sunset, and Ace asks Zet if he remembers why he was given the name Zet. Much to Haruki's surprise, it turns out that Ace is Zet's godfather. Uh, on Earth, Zet can mean the last, and uh, proud of how strong he has become, he says that he gave him that name with the hope that the young warrior will rid the universe of the conflict and bring about peace, effectively right. becoming the last hero. Uh, which was pretty cool. When they left, uh, you know, Zet flies away and he makes his big Zoro Z in the sky, and then Ace crosses it and makes a big A. Yes, so we get a little I thought a that to was Z. kind of a cool. Yeah, a little A to Z fun there. And then Yoko gets a closer look at Baraba's sword from Storage HQ, where she excitedly deduces that it has the power to breach dimensions and gain access to other ones. That can't be good. Oh, come on. We're not going to use that for evil. No, no they're not going <laughs> to use it for evil, but they're going to use it for stupid. I guarantee you that. <laughs> don't don't ever confuse malice with dumb. No, I know. I know. Many things know that are done that you think, God, those guys are terrible people. No, they're just dumb. It's yeah. just yeah. Hey, why don't we do, we look? Did you see the article recently where they found they have uh, worms that were frozen in like the permafrost for thousands of years, like hundreds of thousands of years? No, I did not they've see that. Thought out, they've thought out and are alive again. That can't be good. I can't that- see how. Can't <laughs> see how it could be great. Yeah. Yeah. Jurassic Park has taught us nothing. Nothing. Nope, nope, not at all. Not a thing. Not a thing. Nothing. No. no. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, Clip episode <laughs> next week. Um, it it that is a clip episode, huh? Yes, yeah, I thought we already did our clip episode. No, I think they're having another one because there was no Olympics. Uh, so I think they had to make something to fill in for the Olympics. Okay, that's what, that's what somebody postulated on the on the Ultraman subreddit. Like, I think they had to to put in those two flashback episodes because of. Um, no Olympics. Not, be, not being delayed by the Olympics for a couple weeks. Okay. Makes I mean, I, I could buy that. It does make sense. It, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. If you tell, if you say, like, oh, we're going to be on from this date to this date, and then suddenly they're like, because you've built in two weeks of Olympics, those two weeks of Olympics are gone. You're like, well, what are we going to end it two weeks early? No. We'll just, eh, I guess. We'll just now, make here's something. my question for you. Do you think sure. they got extra money to make these shows? To the level we expect, or you think? No, it's a clip show. I don't think it's even going to be as good as the Kanagon one. I think it's just going to be. Um, I think it's just going to be fairly clippy, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, All right, fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, let's take a gander at um, Baraba for our monster minute. 
Uh, he's a terrible monster. He is terrible. Daddy was a terrible monster. Give him that. 75 meters, 85,000 tons. Homeworld is Yapul's dimension. First appearance, Ultraman Ace episode 13. Execution! The five Ultra Brothers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, last episode was this one. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's see what he's got. Um, he was one of Yapul's terrible monsters that Yapul had specifically planned to be used in his last effort, or his latest effort, to kill Ultraman Ace. His attack was first felt upon the older brother of a young boy, killing him. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So now we're just killing young boys. Okay, that's cool. Well, he was the older brother of a young boy, so, you know, he probably at least went through eighth grade, so that makes (sighs) sense. Oh, well, then. That's long enough. He's lived. It's fine. (laughs) He's like, oh, God, no. As, hey, tell we're going to revisit the topic of killing a kid in a couple minutes. And, I know. Uh, I know. I know. Oy vey. Um, uh, as Ace left to join his garrison, Yapul released Baraba onto Earth, which quickly went into smashing cars, buildings, whatever laid in his path with uh, only a little opposition in the form of TAC, which is their uh, Mac. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So. Um, now, did you write down what year Ace was? Because I actually specifically looked it up. 72, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Sir, you do know. Yeah. That's that's where it gets a little hazy because they start slamming them out real quick. But, uh, uh, yeah. They're, you know, Well, there's the, real quick, like, they're not doing that now. Like, there isn't <laughs> one a friggin' year. I know. I know. Um, he has also been, we've also seen this guy in... Um, Oh, well, let's do a little trivia first. Um, where is it now? Um, his roar is a modified Gigan roar from Godzilla. Sure. He was named for the thief Barabbas from the Bible. Oh, um, okay, that makes sense. Uh, his death by his own sword, spoiler, is a reference to the words in the Gospel of Matthew, those who live by the sword shall die by the sword. Hey, what oh, do you know? Okay. Interestingly... In the Ace manga, Mitsusoshi Akito Baraba is referred to as Ace Killer instead, while Ace Killer remained absent from the story. Fine. Um, he's sure. also one of the monsters that make up Barry Dora's arm in Ultra Monster, uh, Mega Monster Battle, Ultra Galaxy's Legend movie. Of course he is. Of course he is. Of course. Yeah. Um, they basically used a piece of every different monster that they still could use and put it together yeah. and said, okay, here's your monster. Not even that. They just they just tell you he's there. Oh, he's made up of this, too. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, he is, appears in Ultraman Ginga and then Ultraman Set. Look at that. Okay. We, we don't get a lot of uh, Baraba. Let's see about this. Where have we seen Bemstar before? Fair enough. No, I didn't want Ultraman Ace. Curse my <laughs> giant fingers. <laughs> what it is, is when you go back to the, look, I'm not going to, the Ultraman wiki on fandom is beautiful. But on the phone, it wildly oscillates between things. Like when you I go gotcha. back, because it's reloading pictures. So you go to click uh, on a link and it's like, no, I'm down here. No, I'm up here. No, I'm down here. No, I'm <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Femstar is a kaiju 46 uh, meters tall, 61,000 tons from the Crab Nebula. Oh, I didn't know he was from the Crab Nebula. Yeah. Well, that explains the pubes. Hey! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
Uh, first appearance, Return of Ultraman episode 18, Ultra 7 arrives. And, of course, latest appearance is this one. Um, he is a kaiju that debuted in the Return of Ultraman episode 18. He has since become one of the most recurring enemies in the series and appear in future Ultra series media. He is the oh, great okay. space monster. There you go. Which don't get confused with the great space coaster, which was a kid's TV oh, show back good then. Good Lord. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Going to get some... We don't have to do the... I'm, I'm trying to avoid the trivia from um, previous stuff. But he was in... Like I said, he was in Return of Ultraman, Ultraman Taro. Um, Ultraman Mebius Gaiden, the Hikari Saga. Ultraman Mebius Proper. Um, Mega Monster Battle. Um, Never Ending Odyssey. Uh, Ultra Galaxy Legends, the movie, Ultra Zero Fight, Ginga, Ginga S, Ultraman X. He's I old. don't remember an MX. Yeah, he fight Ultraman X fights him on the moon. Okay. When I saw yeah. the picture, I was like, oh, yeah. In fact, <laughs> I think he gets sucked into him or something like that. Uh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. And he's also in the. He's. Also part of the final episode of Ultraman X, where Grisa destroys the Zeo base, Bemstar's spark doll was then absorbed by Grisa. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I do remember. Okay, yeah, Bemstar. I uh, thought you were yeah. by Robin. No, 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 this is all Bemstar. Uh, Bemstar. Stuff. He's Ultra, oh, okay. in Ultraman Orb. Yes, um, I do Ultraman more. Orb Origin. Rube and So he shows up pretty frequently. Oh, okay. Shows yeah. up quite a bit. Okay, fair enough. Flight speed of Mach 5. Um, he can fly at moderate speeds through space, and he can also main, maintain flight at slower speeds with a, within planet's atmosphere, and can ram opponents while flying to knock them down. There you of go. course, Bemstar's red flower-like structure on his stomach is actually a gorge that can absorb energy and matter alike. Bemstar can also release a lubricating substance that allows larger objects to be absorbed through the gorge and hasten the product of consumption. Sure, sure. Sure, he can also launch the Bemstar Beam, which is a yellow energy blast from the horn on his head. Moderately strong, can be fired rapidly. Uh, he's got a heat pulse, uh, the BEMQ Combi. Um, of course. Wow, that's crazy. The Black Gravity Field Horn Lightning, and just regular old energy beam from his beak. Okay. Not used in any artwork, not used in any of the shows, but used in promotional artwork frequently. Okay. Sure. Okay. Oh, <laughs> remember we saw we saw in one of the in one of the things where Bemstar and I and that Gon Q, the big giant eyeball. Yes. Were like Bemstar would absorb stuff and then Gon Q would shoot the like whatever fight, whatever laser it was or whatever, out of his giant eyeball. I think that was X, I wanna say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to look at this. I'm trying to look at the well, Jeed's in it. Uh, I'm trying to look at the GIF and like it's not like Jeed's in it. Uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, Rube because I see, oh, I, see okay. I see Rosso in the background. So yeah, okay. Okay. so there you have it. I I knew like he he's it was very, there. You very, just didn't remember which one. He's all over the yeah. place. He's that's fine. That's fine. So yeah, um, we're gonna be back in a couple more minutes, you guys, with. Ultraman Leo and Yep. Go ahead. Do you want me to say it or are you gonna make you, me say you, it? You 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 tell them the title. I don't 
The rhinoceros beetle is a space invader. There you have it, kids. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. And we're back with a little bit more Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. We are uh, here to talk about Ultraman Leo, uh, as usual, with our follow-up. Um, and this is... All right, I'm gonna, I want to get the... I wanna get the yeah, the rhinoceros beetle is a space invader. Sure, okay. Um, sure. I got... I, I got yeah, I got nothing. Uh, 927, <laughs> 1974. Sao uh, Maeda is our director. Uh, Screenplay by Bunzo uh, Wakasuki. Another Bunzo. Um, another Bunzo. Um, we're, we're Bonzo for Bunzo here. <laughs> Got a 13.6 viewer rating. Now, I don't remember. They've been, it's going up. That is going up because we've had like eight single digits. <laughs> yeah, we've had some bad ones. Um, so um, the rhinoceros beetle is a space invader. Um, the young boy, Jiru, thinks poisonous garbage is raining from the sky can the clean alien really take him to a cleaner planet that's it you know what that's, that's a good reader's digest version that's a good tv guide version that yeah. I can live with. yeah so you got a kid who kind of looks like koru who but he's got a weird i'm trying to remember but he remember when dick cavett had longer hair no back in the that's 70s okay, okay. And that's so. the kind of haircut that this kid has. He's got oh, he a had a very Dick Cavett haircut. haircut. Yeah, well, yeah, being in 74, that's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, let's try to let's try to get, get he's he's freaked out because he's 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 kind of feeble and he keeps saying like that poisonous garbage is falling from the sky and it's gonna it's gonna kill him and kill everybody. Kill this turtle. It, his rhinoceros beetle is gone. Right. By the way, rhinoceros beetle is a big pet in Japan. Um, is it really? Yeah. I was not aware of that. That's the part that I was a little confused on. You can get one in a vending machine, I'm pretty sure. Wouldn't that not be a good idea? Or I don't that, know. That's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it comes out like a raw <laughs> like a raw rhinoceros beetle. It comes in like a little cage. Like, you know those claw machines, right? Yeah, no, I know. You can get, I, you can get all sorts of nonsense in a Japanese claw machine, like a lot of Japanese egg machines. Like I've seen fish, like like betta fish, and I've seen uh, I've seen some. Oh, what other weird thing did I see in a claw machine where I was like, sure, Japan, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Sure, of course it is. Uh, you of know, course. Of yeah. Course. Um, I'm gonna look that up after, but um, so. He's freaked out. He's he's uh, he's standing on the he's standing on a bridge, like coughing unconvincingly. I might add. Um, oh, it was a, it was a horrible cough. And Momoko I mean, I, I comes the over poor with kid the fact yeah. that he's his, you know he's an unskilled actor. So he's yeah. like, ahem, ahem, ahem. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, oh. Mm, yeah, exactly. Respiratory distress. A hammer. Yeah. So, and then uh, Momoko and um, Toru's sister see her, see him, and he's like, "Oh, the poisonous garbage! The poisonous garbage is gonna kill us all!" 
And then he runs into the street to stop a Mac vehicle or the Mac vehicle. It should be right. Um, right. They imply that there's more than one of those, but we've, uh, we've only ever seen the one. There's let's supposed see, to be a whole there's bunch of them all over no the budget to have no, more than one no. of those wackadoo cars. No, 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 no. Yeah. But they, they try to say that there are many, many of this thing. Oh yeah. There's plenty of Mackie threes and Mackie twos <laughs> and, um, right whatever else like but you only see like one or two but i think the plane with the round wings i think we've seen two on screen at once yes yes maybe because they were able to maybe um two different models of the same exact thing right not that it's real size obviously but they were able to build two models of the car they cannot build two nuts cars like the one they i would love to know what the um what the like base of that car is, <laughs> you know, like this is a modified Ford Fiesta, you know, like just, you, I just want to know what they, like what they decided they were going to cut up and put a bunch of weird bananas on nonsense on. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh yeah. We're going to put a rocket launcher and the most annoying siren in the world. Oh, and <laughs> that is, I can't even, I, I thought I forgot about that last week to mention it. But it's like, wee, 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 wee. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. It's terrible. Um, so, um, you know, he, he, he stops the car and says again, like, listen, you have to take me to a clean planet. You have to take me to a clean planet. Yeah, it's you have to kill out. me so I can go to. No, no, he's mind. not saying I kill me. He's just like, take <sighs> me to a clean planet. And he's like, look, all right, you know, relax here, little man. Uh, Tell you what, if poisonous garbage starts falling from the sky, I'll take you to a clean planet, okay? Because that's what you do to kids. You, you lie to them. And, yes, uh, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, you just say, like, yeah, okay, if, you're a hip- if a hippopotamus shows up one night with a trash bag full of 50s, you know, we'll go to Great Adventure. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever crazy thing that totally they're thinking totally impossible of. thing happens, I'll do something that is going to be easy for me to do. Sure. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, yeah. So it goes on, and uh, they're at they're in the Max Space Station, and something they're talking about a, a test that's going to happen on Planet Clean. So there is no, no, a no, no, no. No, they were talking about a test that was going to happen on Planet Earth that was going to do like rain some sort of weird mist on the sky because that's what this kid is thinking is that this test that they're doing is going to hurt him somehow. Not exactly know how, but somehow okay. is going to hurt him. I could have sworn. All right. I could. I'm, I'm, maybe I was tired. Anyhow. That's fine. Um, That's fine. Yeah. So then there's an attack on one of the space stations because uh, there's a UFO that comes in range. And they're like, we don't right. know what it is. It's crazy. And uh, what I what I did think was funny is that, like, you heard the explosion over the, uh, over the over radio. The, yes. Like, yes. And then, then I'm like, well, that wouldn't happen. Then you're another explosion. You're like, they're still attacking. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense because they're inside the space station. And that's something, <laughs> something's blowing up. Sure. I was going to say, if the space station exploded, you wouldn't hear it because it's just the radio would cut off. So. Um, crazy. Yeah. There are, you know, there are so many people, extraneous characters in, in Mac. But that's where the, but they the, have the to budget be there. went. They have to be there so that way you can say, oh, wow, they really are in a space station. They have all these extra people not doing a whole heck of a lot, but they waste their budget 
on extras that don't do anything. No, those are not extras. They all have lines. They're people we've seen before. No, but I understand they're people we've seen, but we don't them. see them every episode. No, no, and that's, that's another thing. They only show up. Yeah, they only show up like, you know, when the script commands it. But, right. you know, they're like, look, we have 50-some episodes to get through. Sometimes we're going to need uh, this guy, and then we're going to need this guy and these girls. And sometimes we're not. It's going to be Dan Moriboshi and Gen, or just Gen. Or, right. you know, right. like, it's okay, fine. It's, it's, it's okay. So <sighs> then they're like, oh, it's on its way to it's on its way to Earth. Uh, Mackie, too, has seen it or whatever. and uh, Of course. So it shows up and it's this giant sort of rhinoceros beetle, cockroachy looking uh, kaiju. Oh, no, it's a rhinoceros beetle. It's absolutely a rhinoceros beetle. Named Satan Beetle. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Well, we have Baraba in the other one and then uh, <laughs> Satan Beetle. Sure, sure, uh... sure. Now, meanwhile, this kid is still having these crazy. Um, oh, the dreams that this kid has. This kid has oh, like fever God. dreams. And, like, what I really did like was the, like, sort of Geiger counter sound that, like, okay. like that kind of indicated this kid's having, like, brain fog. Like, I can't think clearly. And like, right. Yes. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I overdid it. That's the point. But um, That's all right. But, I mean, the, the space alien that they used. Oh, for alien clean? For alien clean. That's the suit that I have to get for next halloween that purple <laughs> diamond diamond head that's the suit i have to get for next halloween if there was a second paul lind holiday uh, halloween special that would have been his suit oh yes oh yes this was, was like as what as is what the what and he sort of had a mirror man sort of shaped helmet on and oh my god uh-huh uh-huh. So and it was bonkers. Well, it's crazy. Is the kid was like, "You'll take me to Planet Clean." He's like, "Yeah, of course." Meanwhile, of course I will. that thing is the dude is the creepiest of creepity creeps. Yeah, yeah. That that evil laugh and this and that, and then oh. they take him somewhere that's supposed to be Planet Clean, but we have to assume is a hallucination. You got to figure. Now, the set they used for Planet Clean was sort of neat. You're in the big white room. The big white room with all the stuff scattered around. But it was all... It, it, listen. The guy was creepy. What can we do around. with no money? I know. Yeah, that, that's exactly what that was. Hey, have you ever seen the Doctor Who episode where they have to go and meet the Celestial Toy Maker? It's like, no, I don't think I have. Well, basically, they just use an entirely white room with weird stuff in it for four weeks. Okay, cool. We'll do that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's exactly yeah. what they did. There was, yeah, there's a Patrick Troughton episode that I can't think of the name of it. And I'm pretty sure they fight the, the toy makers. I don't remember. But it turns out that they had to record an extra story, like an extra four episodes. Uh, and just didn't have any money left. And had no money left. So when they. They went into the studio, they pulled all the white, white backdrops down, painted the floor white, and it was like the void. So there were people walking around the oh, void. Good Lord, no. Yeah. And like <laughs> they would run into like weird, like wind up toys, like life size wooden soldiers, and blah, blah, blah. But like that's back when 
you know, your TV had a budget shortfall and they were like, all right, well, we, what can we do to make this work? And it's a pretty engaging story. Um, right. Considering there's you're not, not a lot, you're not seeing anything. It's not visually interesting, right. except for the fact that there's right. nothing there. So you're like, well, this gotcha. is sort of visually interesting that there's just Zero everything there. is against a stark white, much like your picture now. Um, it's your head with a stark white background. Oh, you're in the ceiling. dimension. <laughs> no, that's just my ceiling. I can show you. I don't know. I think you're in the dimension. <laughs> you're on planet clean. Pat's on planet oh, clean. <laughs> He's right behind you, Pat. The weird I'm guy about to put on a purple right outfit. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so like the alien comes, oh. the bug lands on Earth, and the kid's like, "Oh, it's my rhinoceros beetle." Oh, can we talk about? The turtle and the beetle talking to the kid. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that thing's great. You're going to love it here. You'll love it here. It's great. And you're like, wait, they're dead and on planet clean. That can't be good. That can't be good. Yeah. Um, By the way, guys, I'm going to tell you this now. No explanation as to what the deal the alien from planet clean was doing through this episode. None. Just there's no motivation. (laughs) There's just. He's a he's a nut bar who just go is, act crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like here, it, do what you can do to make it seem like you're endangering children on purpose. Okay, I can get on. Yeah, that. Pretty um, much, pretty yeah. much. So the the little boy runs to um, meet the rhinoceros beetle because he thinks it's his rhinoceros beetle. Do you notice right. the rhinoceros beetle had no name? No, it was just the, the kids. He wasn't like Blackie or whatever. Yeah, like, no, I know, I know. It's my pet. Okay, yeah. whatever. It's my rhinoceros beetle. <sighs> I'm mad, kid, because you never named me. I'm Terry. <laughs> Use my name. I'm Terry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but really, it's Satan but, Beetle. But now we get to the part where they did spend the money on this episode. Because oh yeah. There are so many explosions all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now, hey, and then here's something get, that I find, yeah. but I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, I right. just said that he has no motivation. According to the history here, Go ahead. he is the pet of Alien Queen. Fine. Satan Beetle was sent to Earth by the alien out of vengeance for their home planet's devastation from rocket testing from Earth. Hey, they ah. were testing something from Planet Clean. And apparently okay. we wrecked it. Oh, okay. So, he then, yeah, I don't, I have, I don't remember them saying anything about him coming back for vengeance, but okay, sure. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. So anyway, you go, please continue because that, that <laughs> yeah, was, we get uh, all the explosions everywhere. Oh yeah. Then we get our Leo transformation. Now this is where I have a slight problem. The monster knocks into Leo, knocks him into a building. Yeah. How many walls do you think that building has? Three. One. One single wall, because that's all that falls down. It's just one. Nothing else. Nowhere else is there anything. There's just one wall that he breaks through. Oh, yeah. Well, we see him come through it and then land on a bunch of scaffolding. So it's supposed to no, look like... No, it's just the one wall. There no, was... uh, there's scaffolding in it. Like I want to say it looks like oil rigging, but uh, it just looks like random scaffolding inside. And he oh. falls on that. And okay. so I think it's supposed to be under construction, maybe. No, but like shot from inside the building. So like 
he falls into it. Like he falls through. Okay. You're standing in your living room. Ultraman right. falls through the front of your house. You don't and see the other walls because they're on the side of you and behind you. Uh, okay. All yeah. right. You know what? That's what I, I, that's what that I think that is. That's what, for, if memory that serves slide. me. And I only watched it an hour ago. So let's, you know. I'll go with that. I'll yeah. fly with that. But uh, I, I was kind of amazed that they, they blew up a lot of stuff. But like, um, like, uh, like Jeff Gomez had said to us, some of the destruction footage from this show is from Jumborgase. And I wonder if any of this was some of that um, Probably. recycled Probably. footage. But I like I'm the fact guess. that Satan Beatles got them like uh, those turbo torpedo nipples going up and down his, oh. his sides, like and yes. he's just shooting stuff off. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, they, that's the thing they did use a lot of stuff out of, like you said, the turbo nipples shooting stuff. So yeah. they had a lot of that, a lot of explosions. That's where the budget for this episode went. Up they didn't smoke, worry about literally. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it is recycled footage from somewhere else, they can say, oh, no, no, see, we use budget over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's creative oh, enough yeah. that you go, okay, yeah, this is happening. I don't, having not seen Jumborgase, I couldn't tell you if one of the building explosions or factories or whatever was from that or not. Right. Right. If they, if they keep it to quick cuts like that, beautiful. I'm good um, with that. I'm hey, did that. you, here's something I, I noticed today and I meant to bring up. One thing I like about the C- the use of CG for beams and missiles, especially in the modern Ultra, is it makes our heroes look a lot less myopic. Because when... I'm sorry, I, I lost you. A lot less what? Myopic. Okay. You know? Okay. Because here come the Mac dudes, right, in their planes, right? And they start rifling off magazine after magazine of... of uh, Missiles, right? Right. How many of those actually hit? None. <laughs> None. I was gonna, I was being generous and saying thirty percent. You're always seeing you're always seeing missiles just whipping past the monsters, like <laughs> exactly, right? So like, whoa, man, that is really windy out. I don't know if you guys heard that, but wow, it is very windy out there today. Holy moly, it's I'm awful. Up, I'm up here on the third floor and it's shaking the windows. Um. But yeah, and but if you notice in like something like Zet, that you launch six missiles, all six missiles will all hit that six. monster by Cracky. Because yeah. <laughs> they can use it in CG and it's not gonna That's hurt right, the suit, you're not and it's just, not gonna hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah, you're not you just don't have a, a, a like soup can full of bottle rockets you're launching at somebody. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I said it before, if you watch this the Godzilla attacking New York and destroy all monsters. I don't think they hit them once. The army's set up, and they're just like, fire! It's just their stuff <laughs> whipping past them. Because you can't he, hurt the suit because you're using it again. No, it's not that. I just think they can't aim it. If it's a bottle rocket. Well, how, how accurate is a bottle rocket, honestly? Not oh, very. it's not. Not at all. <laughs> they're shooting plenty of stuff at it, and once in a while, something whacks it. But... You're not most seeing it. Most of it just whips past it into tiny Manhattan. And I'm like, you guys are are making it arguably much worse than just letting Godzilla <laughs> come about. Maybe he just wanted Katz's deli and think he's going to go back. You don't Got know. lost a little bit and it'll get there. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, oh, I could use a corned beef sandwich. This would be great. <laughs> you know, 
I can't even eat the whole thing. You got to save half of it. You got to save half of it. Oh, the cat's is delicate. Got to have the pickle. Got to have the pickle. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we have the, and then uh, Dan Marboshi lands the Mackie jet, which I, that was a cool sequence to see. That, that was role. a cool sequence. I did yeah. like that. I did. And like he's that. like, kid's like, no, it's my rhinoceros beetle. Dan Marboshi's like, look, it really isn't. <laughs> and then this poisonous garbage comes out of King Satan beetle's mouth. And he's like, right. oh, it was him all along. Yeah, it was him. Get, get in the plane. So <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so we have some fighting, and um, Ultraman rips off uh, Satan's Beetle's one wing, which would be, of course. you know, only allow him to fly to the left. Um, <laughs> or maybe not even fly, because now he doesn't have enough lift. <sighs> sure. Step on the joke. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I see how it is. That's all right. Uh, um, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the alien. Uh, uh, this is around the time when they were like the aliens, like, "Oh, let's get on this magic swing!" Uh, and if anyone else comes, they're bad. And oh, I was expecting, I was expecting it to be his mom for like a the ultimate, the ultimate right. like psychological mind mind uh, mind game. Of course, yeah. Like, oh, it's by you're not really my mom. Ah. Oh, good but, God! But it wasn't. Um, so the kid realizes, of course, that, it, that this uh, Satan Beetle is, is terrible. Ultraman Leo uh, uses one of his beam attacks, which was nice to see, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. then uses the gives him the old hot foot, the ultra the ultra the Leo kick, kick right, and right. just causes him to emit shoot two two Roman candle like sparklers out of the sides, and he falls on his back and explodes into I explodes bits. nicely, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So then we see the kid at his uh, his house later, or his flat, and um, that's got to be a small apartment because his bed is set up next to the kitchen. Yes, that's a, a basically one bedroom where they just put the kid here. You're close to the kitchen because you're going to eat a lot. So here you go. You're going to eat a lot. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it was like maybe because I don't think he had a bed. He just had the tatami mat on the floor and whatnot. But what about let me postulate this. What if they did that because he's sick and they didn't want him in another room? They wanted him where they could see him. Maybe. Well, not just that. It's also Maybe. where they can clean it up the easiest because it's going to be a tile floor. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Just in case, yeah, in case he throws it up. Good point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, That's also where assume, I went. I would assume that Japanese kitchens have a tile floor. I don't know. I would gather because it, it makes the most sense for kitchens to have a tile floor because you're yeah. going to make a mess and it's easiest to clean up. Have you ever seen a bathroom with a carpeted floor? No. Like, I don't not, want to either. Not even pictures? Like when you no. see like a real estate listing, you're like, my God, that bathroom has carpet. Nothing makes no, me... No, I don't think... Nothing that gives me the heebies and or jeebies more than seeing that like oh that's all has to come up that all yeah. has to come up has to come up quickly and put tile down so it can be cleaned yeah that's, that's all it's about awful you can't vacuum poopy nope you can't. nope that's gonna be by the way our new shirt you can't vacuum poopy. <laughs> available on spreadshirt <laughs> sure <laughs> it's gonna have, sure it's gonna have the logo on it. it's great um but yeah so, you know, they, they're all the kids are there, and uh, Gen's like, oh, look, your rhinoceros beetle has come back. That's great. And then, uh, sure enough, they for some reason, he's like, I feel better. They start wrestling, and Gen's like, yes. Like, 
Yeah. You're better in, now. Oh, the mother Jesus. comes in is all mad and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then... Uh, and she gets uh, everybody yeah. lemonade. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, something. Some sort of beverage. So some sort of iced beverage. So, yeah, yeah that was nice. Um, I, I tell you what, I had more fun talking about this. I didn't like the first half of this episode. It was just like, okay, I understand what you're trying to go through. The kids having some weird delusions. Right. But right. I'm like, oh, I don't know about what is going the planet clean. Why is there always a planet something? You know, <laughs> hey, can you, we're out of milk. Can you go to planet milk and get milk? Of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, um, Lord. So, uh, yeah, it was okay. It was, an, it was all right. The monster fight made up for it a lot. The monster fight made up for it a lot. And if this is actually from a different show that we really aren't yeah. going to go and watch, and they're cutting it in. Oh, I'm been, good with that. I'd be I'm more than good. happy to watch Jumborg Ace as a, uh, if we could figure out logistically how to do bonus episodes, I would watch Jumborg Ace as bonus episodes, sure. Um, it's out there in a very roughly subtitled form. Um, okay. Yeah, it's not it's not super hard to get. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I yeah, it, what, what I thought was funny is when they were, when they were, uh, Twice this episode, twice. You're listening to something happen. Yes. The space, the space station's being attacked. Oh my God, we can't get through on the radio. Well, it's far too expensive to show us. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when the kid is talking to Dan Moroboshi, you hear Ultraman fighting the monster. Yes. In the background for way longer than. But that is they could also, economically show us exactly that's yeah. the cheap way of having a battle without having to film a battle amazing Just make hey, it a, a radio let me let me also say going back to the zet episode we watch yes the, my one criticism with the show and i do have one go ahead does the color timer mean nothing anymore Oh no no! It can go off forever. It changes. He changes shape, and the color timer's back. That's I, I've given up on the color timer. Like, especially yeah. Okay, this he's show. getting weaker, but like it used to have stakes. Damn it! Yeah, if, yeah. It used to be he would not be ultra stops, at all. Ultraman would never rise again. Like our hero's gonna die if we don't. If this doesn't work, so there were stakes. Now it's just like. Oh, you need a nappy? You yeah. go night-night? You go night-night? Not only night. you need a nappy, but you're going to be slightly less strong. You're going to be slightly <laughs> you're gonna be mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. So there's no problem whatsoever. Sure. Fine. Uh, all right. All right. Guys, if you could work on that a little bit, bring the stakes back just a smidge. Just like, a smidge. Not asking to be to kill them off, but make yeah. it have stakes is correct. Yeah, and I understand, like, maybe in the first one, because Ultraman was injured and Hayata was merging his life force with him, maybe that's why if the color timer goes off, Ultraman will never rise again because he'll die. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but at least have a little bit of time consistency, you guys. Don't yeah. don't have it go off in the middle of the flipping episode so that I have to watch 15 minutes of be-dong, 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 be-dong. <laughs> And you're like, really? Really? Is this supposed to be a, like a minute left? Like, come on. I know. I Some know. consistency. It's the only thing I care about. 
Um, I gotcha. I gotcha. King Beetle. His trivia is he was originally named King Beetle, but was changed since the monster from Jumbo Gase ah, uh, had already uh, used that name. I gotcha. Okay. His roar is reused uh, Gango and Beacon Roar, and he's also seen as part of the Space Alliance Army in Mega Monster Battle Ultra Adventure Neo manga. So yeah, there's okay, plenty sure. of Ultraman comics out. Sure. Um, anyway, he's a kaiju. He's 28,000 tons, 49 meters tall, planet clean. Um, his only appearance. Shockingly. I bring him back for the also rans, you guys. Come on. <laughs> he's got a good enough, he's got a good enough like look to him. He's got the rocket tubes on his sides. Like, sure, okay. I can I see, can see it. Satan I can see it. Also, his name is Satan Beetle. That's got so it's got to count for something. <laughs> Just please don't bring back creepy weirdo alien clean. Oh no, I want alien clean. I want alien clean more than I want the beetle back. <laughs> I feel like if it was a gamma movie, the alien clean would have been the shapely lady. Okay. Instead of just some weird skinny dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, in the gamma, <sighs> you know, in the gamma and the Godzilla films, you'd have these alien invaders, and they'd be like these, you know, good-looking ladies in like cat suits with antennas okay. and whatnot. And you're like, I can deal with that. Oh, I, I bow to that. our new alien overlords. Cha cha. <laughs> you know, but um, but instead we get like weird dudes, and it's just like, yeah, not so good. The only ladies that show up are to get Gen to be all like puppy eyed and hey, come here. Yeah, hey, how yeah, you doing? No, I know. Did I mention no. I'm the hero in this picture? <laughs> yeah. So hey, exactly. So yeah, that's about it. I guess that would that will that will take care of us. The next episode of Ultraman Leo, which I do have to I have to get on here. All right, brace yourself. No, I know. It's a, these are the long titles again. The Japan Masterpiece Folklore Series. Yes. Ultraman King versus the Magician. Of course. Again, Japan Masterpiece Folklore Series. And there is going to be a series of them. Oh, there's which I did notice. Uh, let's see here. There's uh, like five or back. six in a straight row that with the Japan Folklore Series. Yeah, let's see here. Um, 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 no, these the horror series. Uh, Masterpiece folklore series goes from episode twenty six. Um, twenty seven. Uh, okay, to thirty two. Okay. Yeah. So then. Uh, after that, we're going to get the Leo Brothers versus the Space Demon Alien. That's episode 33. So we have a little. There you go. Oh, there's a couple of Ultra Brothers episodes, too. I saw that as well. I saw that wow. as well. I was looking yesterday at the ser- at the titles coming up. Wow, it's crazy. Lots of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, I like it. Uh, hey, are we not entertained? Yes, we're entertained. We're confused. Confused is all get out, but entertained. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, all right, guys, thank you for listening. We want to thank everyone for supporting the podcast. We want to thank, of course, fandom, uh, ultra.fandom.com for their wonderful wiki. We couldn't do it without you. Um, and uh, do your thing. Rate, review, subscribe. Spread the word. We've had a lot of good, we've had a lot of uh, increase in numbers. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, things are, things are looking up. Everything's coming go. up podcast. So, Very nice. Um, 
and uh, we will see you all in a week. And uh, I'm Gary Sanchez. I'm Rich Conner. I'm Pat Rooney. Dolly Forge, everybody. Take care. Bring back Buck. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.